Welcome back to the show, Chris Demon, Travis Sorrell. It's We Are Live, podcasting five days a week right here at Midcoast Studio in Grand Center. If you missed last hour, you can go back and podcast it for the audio. You can also check out the video on YouTube where we put up clips, comedian interviews, all kinds of fun stuff on the Midcoast channel on YouTube. Also, it's way easier to just rabbit hole this thing. And speaking of rabbit holes, boy, did we go on one last hour. It's quite mm. interesting. Mm. Dr. Ivan Browning catching uh, Gardner's Wrath and now ours as we've been educated on that. Plenty to get to this hour. We've got the Great American Race. We've got uh, Travis discussing his scarf for 17 minutes. That starts at 20 after. Mm. Oh, boy. Is that right? Did I get that? Did I nail that? Timing-wise? Mm -hmm. Did you name that scarf? I didn't name it yet. You should name your scarves as you purchase them. I think, yeah, the, one, the, the more of the, the collection I build up, it's all starting to give them names. That's nice. It That's is, a good idea. Yeah, I like it as well. We're going we're gonna to visit one of those pop-up shops. We're going to try to do a Traview so we can uh, explore. Yeah, I got to see. I know there's one that's normally in the Central West End, but it changes location each year. So I got to see where it might be. Um, so I'm not sure where it's because there's some open spaces there. Not, oh, I mean, hell, I, I have to check on this. I heard a rumor yesterday that Brendan's was closing in the Central West End. There wasn't a rumor. It was a r there were rumors going around, and then that pushed them into having to announce that their lease is not getting renewed after 22 years. Yeah. The chess museum's expanding, so Brennan's now leaves, and then they said that they'll announce their new location in the Central West End. Okay. So their current spot will no longer be their spot. So Rex Sinkfeld is involved in this thing. He elbowed that ass out of there. <coughs> Basically. Well, they have another project that they've got across the street here, yeah. too. So the, I, whenever I first saw that, I was like, that's a little misleading to say they're closing. Yeah. That location is no longer going to exist in Brennan's uh, name. That's but they said they're staying in the Central West End at another location. Yeah, so. the smoking area upstairs. <sighs> Pushing the, my people out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you away. think that's what it's about? you think it's ultimately a shot at the persecuted smoker? Um, it's probably not, but we can turn it into that. To yeah, that's, that's all I was asking. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes, most certainly, Chris. Ah! Again! Get that. We'll go after him when mm -hmm. the timing is right. That's fair. So, Rex and crew, not renewing the lease, huh? Ballers. Okay. But they're expanding the chess uh, museum. How do we feel about that? Well, that's fine. It's done. Uh, they seem to get some traffic in there. They're hosting events, doing some nice things. I'm not against them, but I mean, Brendan's has been around a while. You have to do them like that. That's unnecessary. Okay, I I'm think. a fan of Brendan's. Yeah. Great people over there. Um, can I show you a uh, a book I came across on the holiday? I'd love to see this. That I was not aware of. It's from 1976, and apparently it won some awards and was a Canadian bestseller. Okay. And had some good reviews by some national newspapers here in the United States. It's called Bear. Oh. As you can see the cover there. Can I, may I read the? If you, if you would like to. Well, on the cover of Bear, mm. this woman who seems to be being cuddled uh -huh. by a massive, massive black bear. Uh -huh. That's a brown bear grizzly, apparently. <laughs> a shocking erotic novel of a woman in love, a startlingly alive narrative of the forbidden 
the unthinkable, the hardly imaginable. And that's from the Washington Post. Correct. And this thing won the Governor General's Award for Fiction. Is that a big award? I, maybe in Canada or something like that. But this is a... May I read the... You want to you read, read the description? May I? All right. So if you can see it, go ahead. As provocative and powerful now as when it was first published, Marion Ingalls' most famous and most controversial novel tells the unforgettable story of a woman transformed by a primal, erotic relationship. Lou is a lonely librarian who spends her days in the dusty archives of the Historical Institute. Mm -hmm. When an unusual field assignment comes her way, she jumps at the chance to travel to a remote island in northern Ontario, where she will spend the summer cataloging a library that belonged to an eccentric 19th century colonel. Mm -hmm. Eager, eager to investigate the estate's curious history, she is shocked to discover that the island has one other inhabitant. In other, what, other what? Inhabitant. Mm -mm. Inhabitant? Inhabitant. There you go. A bear. Oh, no. Lou's imagination is soon overtaken by the island's past occupants, whose deep fascination with bears gradually becomes her own. Irresistible. Irresistible. Mm -hmm. Irredible. Irresistibly, mm -hmm. Lou is led along a path of emotional and sexual sex. What? <laughs> sexual self awakening. What? Uh, <laughs> she explores the limits of her own animal nature. Oh, no. What she discovers will challenge her life forever. Change. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, from the Globe and Mail, Canada's Lolita, or Lady Chatterley's Lover. From the New York Times. Bear works as simply and mysteriously as a folktale. It is a remarkable tour de force. New York Times says this. Yes. The Washington Post gave it a good review. Ah, oh, shit. I'm going to have to read this book. All yep. Right. I think I'm going to have to get this. Damn it. I would. I, I mean, I would go because in on it and say, hey, look, this is we've been doing this with bear culture for way too long. They are apex predators. And now we're. You know, striking up sexual relationships with them back in the mid seventies. Is this? No, it was the mid seventies. Peace and love and all that. But still, it's a fucking we a little bear. We were a little post peace and love. We were post Vietnam at this point. So like, there, there, the darkness had taken over. Is this? <laughs> is this like? What was that Guillermo del Toro film with the fish and the lady? Oh, okay, who was it though? Guillermo del Toro. Who? Gilmaro, Gilmaro, G del Toro, Benicio's family. Oh, uh, he wrote a movie, directed oh. a film where the lady was fucking the fish. Yeah. So is this essentially the reason why I'm going to end up picking up this book is to see <laughs> if a a bear fucks this woman? Is that why I'm essentially going to read this book? I think you book? know that's going to happen. I think. You I think I do want to read the details. I do want to read the. I do want to know how that happens. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's piqued my interest too. And not only that, I feel like there isn't just one scene of that. I feel yeah. like there's probably five to eight bare human sex scenes. I mean, they were doing. This is like porn writing here. I mean, library. We're going to have to get. That's the next review. Her dusty archives. Oh, oh, what does that oh, mean? No. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna. That's gonna be a part of the trivia. I think it's like under 15 bucks online. I was searching it on Amazon. Okay, well, if you get a hold, that's of not it, a dollar bin, huh? 
Well, I feel like that should I mean, be. It, it did win the Governor General Award. It is. Good point. So, Thank I mean, you. It is an award-winning book. How did that not become a movie? I we don't. need to get into the awards game uh, where we kind of can pressure people into being like, hey, you buy this advertising for a year, you'll be strongly considered uh-huh. for a Wally. A Wally? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Display that in the front of your business. We're huh? still getting 2017 put <laughs> yeah, together. Who's putting that G- together? Give us time. <laughs> give us some more time. It'll be the best fucking Wallies. Did you know you had to put on award shows every year? Annually, yeah, they say. Yeah. Annually. <laughs> they say. <laughs> Far be it from us to give back anything of uh the good stuff that we've done mm-hmm. uh we're just gonna go ahead and tap out beforehand i i'm i want to see this movie that. i want to see this movie i want this to be a movie <sighs> i i'm ready to cast this film i'm ready to cast it jessica chastain is absolutely the woman like how do you do the is the bear cgi or the what do bear you do? would be cgi but I mean, they kind of if like, i kind of were curious if the bear got a hold of wheel like can that. i yeah. can i can i assume that this Mysterious Colonel is possibly our plot twist bear. He's turned into a bear. Mm-hmm. I ain't even read the book, but again. So who plays the Colonel? So that, of course, would be played by. Is it being an older gentleman? It, it has to be an, be an older gentleman. Okay, right? be an older gentleman. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. He's got the rugged good looks. Looks like he could have been a Colonel. Great actor, name brand. What about Harrison Ford? This is that we need. You need a ugh, man. Harrison, 10, get out of years my old. den. Yeah, Josh Brolin was Thanos. He's a man. Clint Eastwood. I don't know. Okay, we don't need any more of his. Hmm? I don't want to hear him he call him the bear Jeff, the N word. He said, <laughs> "Get out of here, you Negro bear." It's not even. That wasn't even necessary to the script, dog. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Travis uh, used Josh Brolin's role as an alien titan life force to say, Josh Brolin's the man. <laughs> Literally an alien. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> or Chris Hemsworth. You can go with Chris Hemsworth. It's a good does role it for him. Does it have a younger person? Or does it, it doesn't have to be an older person I mean, necessarily, but those are two solid actors I would cast for this film. With this digital stuff now, I mean, you can go yeah. with anyone. I mean, you can, you can really... This feels like a Beauty and the Beast type of situation. That's why I think we this could work. We put James Dean in this one. Like we were going to in the... <laughs> can, we get a, can we get an Eddie Bauer cameo in the nah, Bear movie? Why not? why not? That would be a nice twist. Mm-hmm. Eddie Bauer. He just happens out. to be out surveying the area, testing out his new flannel. Don't mind me. My friends call me Bauer. Edward Bauer. Edward Bauer. Wouldn't it be funny if you found out Ed, Eddie Bauer's pissed, rip shit pissed, that he was like, he demanded it be Edward Bauer. <laughs> and they were like, ah, we think Eddie's good. He's like, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. My name is Edward. Eddie. No I'm one Edward. calls me Eddie. No one ever. Oh, it flows better. What if they like. flow like what, the fucking river. But what if, I think that's probably how it worked. They're probably like, Mr. Bauer, we're going to give your family $3 billion. However, we're going to call it Eddie Bauer. He's pissed, but his his, yeah. his widow's like, call it e money. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> call e money. Eddie money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we want to see this as a film. Uh, yeah. Well, let John me read Goodman it first. as the bear. <laughs> Will Donald. Oh. I'd like to see him as a colonel. This feels like a Twilight situation. We're going to discover that the bear 
and these people are from this old society, and they used to experiment with bear DNA. What is M. Night Shyamalan going to yeah, direct this? Yeah, definitely. That's I definitely. Say, I'm going to read this You could book. do that, or you could find out the bear was in your heart all along. Yeah, that's oh. it. That was the biggest bear, the bear that was inside <laughs> your loins. The, the, real, bear loins. The, real bear bear, the real bear was his relationship with his father. I ain't going to lie. It was a bear. Either it's way, cover it'll kill the, you. But the cover's pretty badass. It's a cover with a bear getting him some white lady titties. <laughs> like how the hair is flowing. flowing. It rolls as a, what's the song? Uh, the Girl from the North Country, Bob Dylan. I'm reading that. Rolls and flows all around her breasts. I think of that song. I think this is a girl from the North Country. But there's multiple covers, too. You can find different covers. One of them is just like a bear scratch mark on her back. Oh, nice. That'd be infected. <laughs> See? This is, this is why he's here. He's reasonable. He thinks of things like that that we oh, don't think of. bad that would hurt. <laughs> So how do so you, how do you take cut. care of that? You just like hit your hand on a door and get do a cut. Ow! Do you got peroxide? You going to clean that wound? Well, see, then the peroxide kills the good bacteria, too. Oh, really? So what do we use? Not that bear's nasty tongue. Okay. Out there clawing up God knows who. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. It's a good time to tell you about Gateway Powder Coat. Is it? <laughs> Hope they find out this content. GatewayPowderCoat.com for more information. If you need something powder coated like your wheels, metal furniture, maybe you got some shelving that needs touched up, GatewayPowderCoat.com for more information. Number one powder coating resource in the Midwest for you and yours. Boys and girls. Oh, boy. It's a new month. Final one of 2019, which means it's time to kick off 2019's very last. Great American race! There's no open. No open. We still haven't got around to it. Nevertheless, yeah. we have a scoreboard, though. We do indeed. Well, that's Ooh, exciting. Shiny. Can you. Shiny and new. Fill in our listeners yeah. on how this lovely game is played? Sure. You see the scoreboard there on the screen. It says 850 next to Chris's name and 800 next to Travis. Now, why aren't the scores the same, Gardner? Well, a couple things here. Okay. Our scoring system is based on a credit score. Gotcha. So the highest, my understanding, the highest you can achieve is 850. But wait a minute. Travis doesn't have 850. Chris does. Why is that? Chris, or, or Chris and Travis, are you familiar with the little thing called systematic racism? Hey, I know that word. What is systematic racism? Well, it's two words. Okay. And it impacts your credit score, Travis. Oh, my. And drops you automatically 50 points. Mm. So systematic racism gets involved. You start at 800. Oh, so it's like as if my life begins behind the eight ball. A black ball. Yes. Thank yes. you. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, uh. Um, so throughout the month, once a week, we try to do it. You guys present stories that makes the others community, a culture. Not look the best. No. And I arbitrarily will deduct or add points as you present your stories or defend yourself against the other story. Okay. And at the end of the month, whoever has the higher credit score is declared the winner of the Great American Race. All right. Who would like to go first today? In the well, month of December. Well, I, of course, took home the victory for my people in the month of November. That's a big day for you. Huh? It was huge. So, therefore, I will cede the floor to what? Sir Christopher Denman. Okay. 
Uh, you guys have heard of wrap snacks, huh? Love them. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. Uh, well, uh, they have been a success. They're a big hit throughout St. Louis yeah, and everywhere. Are. Really. They're very tasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, some interesting flavors paired with uh, different wrappers. Huh? Hmm? Who doesn't like hip-hop, huh? Everyone loves it. What kind of flavors you got? I enjoy the, the La Boosies. Ooh. La Romeo's. Oh. I even enjoy the Cardi B barbecue and jalapeno. Oh. Fatty Wap. Fatty it's got Wap. got a popular brand. Very delicious. Yeah. Fatty Wap doesn't have an eye. And they illustrate that on the potato bag chip. Really? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty no weird. Uh, yeah. Your friend uh, and recent disappointee on the No Limit Tour, Master P. Oh, is, yes. Is part of that. He is. Uh, as Travis would say, he's unveiling a new product. Mm, I like unveilings. Uh, Master P is unveiling his own brand of ramen noodles oh, called Wrap no. Noodles. Oh, no. He announced it via Instagram. <laughs> oh, no. He'll be uh, oh, no. jumping into the game with flavors mm. like creamy chicken gumbo, uh, hot and oh. spicy Cajun shrimp, oh, okay, this spicy is picante good. chicken, and this sirloin steak beefy. Okay, that ain't bad. Wrap mm-hmm. noodles. <clears throat> so okay. Master P, again, I don't. Came up with the uh, <laughs> he, he jumped in with the rap snacks. He Look. co-founded that with James Fly Lindsay. He's a management uh, full sir. Uh, uh, honey jalapeno again is the Fetty Wap one that is famous. We were talking about. I wanted to get that out there. But um, Master P, uh, as he calls himself, Chef Boy RP. Oh, <clears throat> ten points off. Not sure if you're uh, familiar with sodium, Travis. I Are you familiar with it? Yes. What's that do to yes. you people? <laughs> I mean, do you know what that does? Too much sodium. Do you know what that does? <laughs> can be, can be a lot. Uh, if you go with one serving of ramen noodles, that's eight hundred and seventy-five milligrams of sodium uh-huh. for forty-three grams in a serving. Hmm. How much is that as a percentage of your daily whatever? We don't know. Well, we'll find out in two seconds. Okay. Because we can throw the number out there. I just want to be accurate of what we're portraying here. Yeah. Uh, so dietary guidelines recommend limiting sodium intake to less than 2,300 milligrams. So nearly half of your sodium intake for the day. Say you double up, as maybe some folks in this office would do with uh-huh. a box of ramen. Uh-huh. There's uh, three-fourths of your sodium intake for the day. So my point being... Uh, before Travis jumps on the entrepreneur um, celebration of this, uh, congrats to him for maybe coming up with a new product. No congrats for furthering bad food being marketed to your people. And then in a race like this, mm. we need all the nutrients we can get. Mm. Thank you. I can't say night. that I'm surprised at this story, specifically that Chris would use this story, because why not? Wrap noodles. Why not? Invading your grocery counters. Why not? First of all, why not uh, for Chris to attack a successful black there business it is. owner? There it is. Uh, my, by the way, Master P, worth $700 million. This man has given jobs to people in his community. This man has graduated a son from college who is himself has gone on to build his own empire. He has absolutely helped the Ninth Ward, especially post-Katrina, helping those people turn their lives around. And here you are, 
He net didn't worth, ask. He net didn't worth ask. roughly two hundred million. That was as, a, as no, a but quick that, correction. Though actually, in his Wikipedia, is close up to seven hundred. But oh, his Wikipedia. His Wikipedia is Entrepreneur updated. Magazine. He uh, is says Entrepreneur Magazine. Look, I'm telling you. As of 2019, Master P has helped people in New Orleans when the government wasn't going to be there to help. Uh-huh. When uh, is this when George Bush hated black people according uh, to Kanye West? Man, yes. In 2009, Forbes estimated it at 700 million. So he's lost five hundred million. So, so they say. Hmm. Master P has done more for the community than anyone I know in New Orleans, and I think that Chris attacking. <laughs> I love when you start smiling. When Chris attacks a black black business owner, I can't be surprised. Well, the name of the game is I find a black story. <laughs> So for you to attack the rules of the game is an interesting. This is very point Republican of, of you, Travis, yeah. in, involving the impeachment process. When you don't have the facts on your side, you start attacking the process. I'm not attacking the process at all. The process is fine. I just find it interesting that of all the stories Chris could find, it was you would go after a man who has done a lot to actually help his community. He's he's given them jobs, but he's not helping in this situation. And now, now look. First of all, as Kanye has said, it's all a choice, right? So people but can choose you're not Kanye to. Now. That you can choose oh, not God. to, but that's your people. You're quoting Kanye. Damn it! But you're defending yours. I just think Master P. He is finding another way to give the people what they want, and I don't see why, as a capitalist, where we reward every capitalist in this country, often, sometimes we even elect them to be president. We Where are you going that with you would attack someone <laughs> like Master P. Master P, by the way, you didn't know about this. P stands for the positive. Master positive. I'm and that's pretty sure it stands for Percy. Oh, good. Okay. Which is his name. He also so had a jump gonna, shot. The he's judge good, is going to allow him to lie. He's a, and he's a very good basketball player. Well, Chris brings up a good point. Oh, whoops. Sorry, Chris took hmm. some points off. Travis loses 10 for one. I'm reminded of a lyric uh, from the song Pure Comedy by Father John Misty, Travis. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, the lyric is, they build fortunes poisoning their offspring and hand out prizes when someone patents the cure. Hmm. Is Master P poisoning his offspring? And is this appropriation? It is Asian appropriation as well. Hmm. So, I'll let it stand at the total... It is right now. Interesting. Okay. Travis, you have the floor. Thank you. Um, there is a musician <laughs> that holds his heart near and dear to the white community. Like when you think your community, you think of this musician. Mm. This guy has appropriated Leonard Skinner. Like that's how white he is. He appropriated the most whitest band in the history of whiteness. You're talking about the guy who made his uh, his bones coming out of Detroit rapping? Uh, and then with the threw black, those with the black same, female drummer? And then threw those same black people under the bus. Vern Troyer, where is he now? That was not that was that's not it's not Vern Troyer. Travis, you lose Vern it was not. It was oh, Jesus Josie. It was Josie. It's very different. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so Vern Troyer was it? Was not, it? No. it was Joe C. With Kid Rock? And no. he died of I think liver complications. Oh no. It was Joe C. That was it, but that wasn't Vern Troyer. No. Oh boy. 
No, which you should have done what Chris said there when he comes out of Detroit rapping. You should have said, yeah, the suburbs and in a privileged upbringing. And a very privileged upbringing. Instead, you went Vern Troyer, who has nothing to do with him at all. Apparently not. Nevertheless. I'll be damned. Here's a guy who grew up in a gated community. Grew up with millions. His name's Bob. (laughs) Country rapper and rocker, Kid Rock, was caught on video lashing out at... Our queen, Oprah Winfrey, Uh in a vulgar rant while on stage at his, you ready for the name of this? Big ass, honky tonk, rock and roll steakhouse in Nashville, Tennessee. You lose 10 points for the name of that. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. It's not your fault. I like Oprah Winfrey and Joy Behar. They can suck dick sideways, says your, your hero, Kid Rock. Fuck Oprah Winfrey and oh. fuck Kathy Lee Gifford, he continues saying, as like, someone in the, the, the audience described him as blackout drunk. Oh, okay. White out drunk. I was like, are these, are these relevant names in his world? Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford. And then this is, the, this is the, so much about this is just so beautiful. Rock continuously repeated the same phrases throughout his rant against Winfrey and other women who have hosted talk shows until he suddenly believed he would be accused of being racist based on his onstage remarks. So realization mid, mid-sentence mid where he's like, oh, did he go after Sally Jesse Raphael? <laughs> to those who would say, Answer well, to those who would say, well, I'm pretty sure Kid Rock's racist, I'm like, fine, fuck off, sideways. I'm not the bad guy in this equation, Rock continues to <laughs> say. <laughs> I'm the fucking guy you want. Like, hey, he's pretty cool. I w- I don't he's having to... a conversation with himself. Around this is a drunken all. rambling. Hey, he's pretty, he's pretty cool. He would make me leave the bar. I wouldn't want to be around him. Pro entertainer, amateur drinker. Yes. He's got, Chris, I'm sorry, you're going to lose 10 more points. Well, why? How? <laughs> for I him. bought a Kid Rock CD. No, no I just. The suck dick sideways and fuck up. I don't understand the sideways. Why? Thing. Like, why unless, is that worse? Unless it's so white that he really enjoyed the movie Sideways. Mm. Great uh, film. Uh, yeah. All right, you'll get 10 points back for that. You chewing gum? By the way, he also got himself fired from his role as the Nashville Christmas Parade Grand Marshal last year following a Fox and Friends TV appearance in which he called Behar a bitch. Why does he hate Joy Behar? Maybe she does suck, but how is she relevant in anything he does? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out these random names and who I would be Pretty funny. Like, was he arguing with his great aunt before he went on stage? (laughs) Like, who watches Joy Behar that has anything to do with Kid Rock? Kathy Lee Gifford, was he going after Hoda as well? No, I would. no shots at Hoda, apparently. Maybe he's a Hoda guy. Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk rock and roll steakhouse. <laughs> Stop saying that. Faced some controversy back in January after a huge neon sign showing a facsimile of a woman's buttocks was installed at the premises. Nice. Nashville City Council ultimately allowed him to keep the sign, despite strong opposition from some members who felt the image would leave tourists with a vulgar impression of the city. Oh, there's bachelorette parties there every weekend. Yeah, very yeah. sure. People are literally sucking dick straws everywhere okay. you go. Sideways? The, probably. That's yeah. probably where you got the inspiration Maybe from. that's where it's like. I guess. Like, what's the... Why does it make it more insulted it's sideways? I don't know. Right? Like, ah, oh, she did it sideways. It's actually, like, shows more talent and I thought, you know, dexterity. I guess. Now, so Kid Rock is a racist, a drunk, <laughs> okay. an asshole, 
and he killed Vern Troyer. I think okay, that no, it was Joe C. It was it? So he killed Joe C. Houston he killed Joe killing, C. Uh, Vern Troyer. Man. Travis, you're gonna lose ten points uh, for continually calling him Vern Troyer because you. <laughs> I got some bad information. I got some bad information. Where did you were get you your little, information? Were you a little, uh, were you a little short on your uh, info? Are you guys gonna tell Akeem Woods about mi- these midget jokes? Nope. Nope, he ain't gonna cut Because he famously though. said on this show, he's cutting down people for making midget jokes. Oh, damn. Kid Rock. That should, that's pretty embarrassing. Romeo, Michigan, Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Married and divorced Pamela Anderson, if we all remember. Oh, he was married to Pam Anderson. I remember that. And that was whenever I was like, ah, oh, Pam. I like when Travis gets to the bottom of stories yeah. and just rambles through. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, mm, "There you go, an album out." Detail, uh, oh no, detail, detail. William Ritchie. What are you Honor saying? Of multiple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. William Ritchie is his father. He okay. was owner of multiple car dealerships. Right. And mother Sue Ritchie uh, was, I guess, part of a real estate family. So they had some money. Yeah, his, he was born, as Chris pointed out, Robert James Ritchie, Kid Rock. R.J. Hey, mean Bobby? Yeah. Uncle Steve, I'm Kid. Uh-huh. Call me Kid Rock. I see, I've seen pictures of him in those days where he's trying to... He was looking like he was part of uh, like that Boston rap group, wasn't he? The... Which one? I don't know. He like was a Marky Mark type deal? Kind of thing, sure. Part of the Funky Bunch? Is that what he was dressing like back then? I think he had then? like a Vanilla Ice vibe going, yeah. too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, huh. not good. Chris lost a considerable amount of points. Both <sighs> good stories today. Master you P both did very rap well. noodles. Rap, the name of the game today for both the white and black communities. Oh, cheers. Cheers to us. Birch reminding us that uh, Freeburg, Illinois is the home of the Mighty Midgets. Yes. Is it still? Are they still that? I thought, I didn't know if they had changed their name yet or not. Well, I know the one changed their name. Tom Brown's a Michigan man, and he says suburban Detroit has uh, a lot of trash. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very clear. Thank you, Kid, kid Rock. <laughs> but that just cause you can be trash and have money, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know where you don't need money? For entry to Sophie's this Thursday. Big show. You mentioned Akeem Woods. He's coming in from Los mm-hmm. Angeles. He's going to headline this. Sophie's this Thursday. We have a special uh, a special thing happening. So we've got... Angela Smith, she's getting ready to move. She's leaving St. Louis in January, so this will be one of her last shows. Excited to have her. We've got J.C. Sabala, our friend Yale Hollander, and St. Louis Magazine is coming to do a, uh, a profile on him and the show. So we're excited about that. If you could come help us out by packing the place, we've gotten Buzz's Hawaiian Grill to bring food out. Food for a dollar to $5, doing like a finger food snack menu. It's delicious food. Come pack the place, and uh, let's show Buzz some love. You can also get Jack Daniels specials. Don't forget Schlafly as well. Come see our friend Eric behind the bar. And we've got the uh, good folks from Gateway Pet Guardians, Young Professionals, bringing Boo the dog. Available for adoption and selfies. So uh, it's a big show. Come out, support us, bring some friends, and let's have a good time, everybody. Uh, Birch would like to see them play Park Hills in the Politically Incorrect Bowl. <laughs> Park Hills uh, has uh, that's near Farmington, and mm-hmm. they have the Park Hills Rebels. Oh, yeah. Well, I say until Ole Miss dumps it, like the high schools. Ole Miss. What are they gonna do? I mean, Mississippi still has that the Confederate happening. flag on their 
destroyed. So there you go. Rebels aren't going anywhere soon until that goes away. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, real quick, uh, you saw this in baseball. We used to talk baseball all the time on the radio show. Uh, not to move on too far from the Great American Race, but uh, Cincinnati Reds bringing in uh, Moose, Mike Moustakis. Do you mm -hmm. see this? Uh, exciting. You guys like that the Reds are at least taking cuts at uh, bringing in some players? Um, Would you have liked to see him in a, seen him as a Cardinal this year? I mean, you could have considered it, but <clears throat> I think they had their op I mean, their options are going to be in the outfield, I would think, if they're going to upgrade. Probably them. so. You could try something at third base. Is Moustakas going to play second? Uh, I, I don't know what the plans are completely there. I, I, I doubt it. They'll do well in that ballpark. That's an overpay, but the Reds are the Reds. So they yeah. have to overpay. I didn't think, I thought, I think if the Cardinals had given Mike Moustakas the contract that the Reds gave him, I would have been, I would have flipped this freaking table. Why? That's a freaking overpay. You're not paying Mike Moustakas $64 million? That's pretty good. Why do you care? What he gets paid. It's not a matter of what he gets paid. It's a matter of where you can use your resources. So if the Cardinals are going to be, well, we're looking at spending X amount of dollars, then I would rather them not allocate that to someone like Mike Moustakis but what if he's for the that best long term. That's available. I don't that believe time. he is. Who? Or I don't better? believe he is. I don't believe Mike. Not for that amount of money that Who's I better think than Jermaine Moustakis or Magic Johnson. What? So you want an answer? I gave you one. Are you happy now? And I see you did do your research. I did not do my <laughs> But I wouldn't have given it I wouldn't have given that to Mustakas nevertheless. I don't think he's that How about Mustakas being Mr. Mr. Middle of the country? He's doing a whole he really tour. Is. He's doing the whole Midwest. He's got to hit the two Chicago's before mm -hmm. it's all. I like Mustakas is a fine player. It's, I just don't think he's sixty-four million dollars worth fine player. Okay. But to the, to the Reds, yes, because the Reds need what they can get, especially mm -hmm. offensively. You'll overpay at times. Cardinals yeah. overpaid for Dexter Fowler. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you have to go. It's the market changes each year. Absolutely. So you're gonna have to overpay at times to get what you want at those times. It, if it's not a, if. The best isn't available in that particular year, then what do you do? I mean, people are going to have to get paid. I'm not going to be upset when players get paid. No, I'm never upset for when players get paid. And look, I know these owners make hand over fist when it comes to revenue. I completely agree. Uh -huh. I just certain players, if you're telling me you only have so much in resources, how you plan on... Well, then you, hold the, then you have to hold the uh, organizations accountable if they try to downplay that i agree then that's and, a, and that's i have in the past do. when it comes you can to say the, that's not an excuse right then you've done something wrong to lead up to that point to have to make that decision and so I, that's and how I, you do and i'll be honest it's december i don't care about honestly at this moment like we don't know what this team is going to look like we're not you know i just it's still a little bit Plus too early. we're coming off visit. an off season from last year that yeah. had bryce harper and manny machado right. involved with it and that worked out great for those two teams yeah, mm -hmm. I believe was it last year Arenado signed his extension, maybe as well. Was that uh, he last signed year? Or the uh, year he before? signed his around January. I feel like last year. Now he was... does have an out clause in his. Oh, nice. Um, so after I think he's got two like years Mark left. Burley, Arenado's going to be a Cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Creedy still coming coming back home yeah, to Missouri. I remember collecting his rookie cards, thinking, "Oh, I got to get me this G these Joe Creedy cards." It was Joe Creedy. Who else was it? The third base. Travis Fryman. I had to get me some Travis Where's Fryman. Where's Travis Fryman from? Detroit. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about St. Louis or Missouri people. No. I was talking specifically like. People you were interested the, in. When you, when you bring up Joe Creedy's name, it makes me think of. All right. 
these are going to be the next big thing. The stars. So I need to make sure I get their co- baseball cards while they're young, while I can, you know. And that was the theory behind getting Joe Creedy cards, Travis Fryman cards. Back in the day, the Brian or Brian Taylor cards, the pitcher for the Yankees. Uh, those kinds of guys. Okay. You just made me think of that. All right. Ride my bike down to Grand Slam Sports on Main Street, No Fallon. Going to the the board, the auction board, putting some cards up there myself, bidding on some. Now I'm t- now I'm going back to my youth. <sighs> Riding by video gallery on my bike, hopping a hill. That hill's gone, and that video gallery's gone. It is now a liquor store. Nice. Speaking of nostalgia, I, I. I've found the nostalgia on the Irishman to be incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a one thing. I, I finally checked it out this weekend. It's a, and I know there's been a lot of conversation about it. I think Anna Paquin and some other actors recently spoke up about her role in the movie. Um, the lovely and very talented Anna Paquin's in The Irishman. However, she has roughly about a line that's throughout it? the entire film. Uh, hmm. It's a slow burn. It is, it's fun. Um, it's a fun gangster film. If you're into gangster films, you're going to really like this. Uh, what you're going to really enjoy, the person who actually stood out the most, and it wasn't De Niro and it wasn't Pacino, but it was actually Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci is phenomenal in this film. He's a little bit more of a reserved as you've been accustomed to seeing him in gangster films. Like, but it's, it's more menacing because you're so used to Joe Pesci being, you know, in your face where, where here he's very, he's, he's, <laughs> he takes his time and it's a very, it's a very dark character for him to play. I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. he got some uh, award love this season, but I, I finally finished the Irishman and it is, it is, it's fine. It's fine. I can't mm-hmm. hate on it. It's fine. It's if Scorsese it's fine. wants if Scorsese wants to call that cinema, then so be it. Oh, uh, I was waiting for it. Yeah, but with the with the CGI and the de aging, they do a really good job. You really look like you're talking to a you're looking at a young Robert De Niro, is younger. That, using that kind of stuff is that really cinema? Oh, man, to each his own. To each his own. Get you some Irishman though. Mm. Did I saw he said he hopes people don't watch it on their phones. Does that bother you? No, I get it. I get what he's trying to I, say. I, I agree with that. I'm like, I yeah, agree. it's probably a pretty big movie. Like a phone watches maybe something funny or news, but I yeah. saw some people giving pushback on that already. No, I think I, you, like you I, watch, w- I wouldn't want to watch it on my I phone. I want to watch it on a, first of all, you're literally craning your neck hours. down for three and a half hours. That seems miserable. But um, like, I feel like when you're watching stuff on your phone video-wise through Netflix or your iPad, I feel like it's like a lunch break. Like, oh, I'm just going to catch these 25 minutes of The Office. Or I feel like there are certain things that you would watch on your tablet, but other things you shouldn't. I think you shouldn't watch The Irishman on your tablets. Just watch it on your TV. You'll be fine. You're big girls and big boys. It's mm-hmm. actually, it's um, it's a lot. That's a very it's detailed. They don't miss. They don't. They. I tell you what. When Netflix writes you a check, people use every damn dime. It's a very good looking film. I will say that. So get you some of that. Yeah. And you said you finished. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving Once Upon a Time night, in Hollywood. Watched that with my parents. Um, What'd you think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Be honest. I think I'm missing something. I don't. No, I, I I've heard people movie, say similar. The actors, the director, the story. 
should it was like that should be made for me. Yeah, like I sh- I feel that really be right weird because yeah. I am missing something. I didn't. I thought it was super. Like if it if <laughs> there were. I'm only saying this because of who was involved. Right. I'm like, oh, there were some interesting parts. If it was just, I had zero knowledge going in. Right. I knew what a good movie was. Um, there were some interesting or fun twists, but fun twists don't equal a good movie. If it wasn't Brad Pitt, Leo, Quentin Tarantino, and all the fun cameos and uh, and all that good stuff, I would have said it sucked. Um, I didn't. Un- I'm I'm left with my hat in my hands going. Should I? Did I miss a point here? Was I tired? Was it? It was super slow. And Especially then, in the beginning, I thought it was slow. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I don't need, like, I don't need crazy, you know, fast-paced, insane stuff. But for some reason, not for some reason, I didn't, I didn't care for it. And I thought, uh, if you thought that was better than like Inglorious Bastards <laughs> or, I mean any number of Tarantino films, I would question your, like, why? Like, what is your, me? I'd l- really love to have that explained to me. The most fun part of it all was just a nostalgia piece, like, or yeah. be like, oh, yeah, that would have happened then, or whatever. Like, I thought it was interesting, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I think I'm, I, I, it really is hard for me to disagree with everything you just said there. I, I, I think you're right. I wonder if, if this, if Tarantino's name wasn't on it, I wonder would people be loving it as much as they were. Like, it, Tarantino t- has a time sometimes. And who am I, obviously, to criticize Tarantino? But my opinion sometimes is the pacing of his films can get. Well, I want to know. I, I would love to, and I would love to because I want to love it. <laughs> I want it to be. Yeah, super because into it has it. everything. Like you just said, it has everything that you super love about story. films. You love those two actors, like Leo and Brad Pitt, are really fun. Actors who've done great roles before. You got really cool cameos. The beautiful Margot Robbie. You have Tarantino directing it. It's like everything is there. You got the nostalgia feel to it. The old classic Hollywood. It's It has great child actors. You're just like, okay, this should be my cup of tea. But it doesn't come together. It's like this, um, these amazing ingredients. And you're like, man, I, when you're finished, that's going to be one hell of a, I don't know what you're making, but those are the kind of foods I like to eat. And then you get to it, and you're just like, I ain't going to lie. That is not what my taste buds had in mind. <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt about this film. Like, it's just like, I, I, don't, I, I'm, I should not hate it because everything that goes in it is what I love about stories. But it doesn't click for me. So you've seen it? I have. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and it hurts my heart because I... I'm not saying there weren't, like, interesting parts. And I thought, like... But these are the things that, like, I wouldn't give anyone leeway on, like... To me, the most interesting thing, like the most I thought during the entire movie was, man, I wonder if that's either CGI'd or if they had to shut down each part yes. of the LA freeways yeah. to have all the old cars right. on them. Yeah, that's, that's, the, thing all, that's the thing I thought about yeah. the most. That, there's, a, there's a twist that I was like, oh, I like that I didn't have to see what really happened. Um, but at the same time, yeah, really disappointed. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know, uh, I don't know what do you call it for when you get entertainers who get to this point where the, because of the love for what they have done carries over to their present work. I think I sort of see it sometimes in Jay-Z. I see it. Yeah, I, there are artists that I know that like people just, I think, hype up their current project because of what they've done in the past. 
I feel like this may be the case. But again, he's Tarantino, and that's just my stupid opinion on film. So it means nothing. So I'm sure there are a lot of people who are smarter and better than me that really enjoyed it. I, I'm with you, though. I think I just didn't get it. There it is. Anything else before we get out of here, Gardner? I think we're good. Who do you uh, want to shout out today, Gardzi? <clears throat> let me shout out to... Uh, let me shout out to Sean's dad. Oh, my goodness. This is so lovely. My mm. friend Sean's dad, 88 years old, got married on Saturday. Wow. To his lovely Donna. So I'm going to shout out to Sean's dad and to Sean, the best man. Tomorrow in the first hour, we can watch a video of Sean Burning dancing mm. at his father's wedding, his 88-year-old father's Aww. wedding. Not only dancing, but singing a song with his two brothers as they serenade the lovely couple. That's what it's all about. Uh, real quick, shout-out to Angel Smith, who's coming in for Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital mm -hmm. tomorrow. We'll have her on. We'll play some dogs on film, and she'll uh, catch us up on Hallmark Christmas Films and the like. So very excited to have her in as she's on Sophie's Happiest Hour this Thursday that I expect all of you to be at uh, right here in Grand Center. Nice. Uh, for Travis, oh, did you have a shout-out, Trav? Uh, yeah, shout-out to the Calgary Flames. Uh, discovered what? that their coach uh, apparently had a history of uh, terrible language when it comes to the race, uh -huh. and they did their investigation, and they relieved this coach of their duties. So hello, NHL. Hello, Canadian club that decided to... Uh, Put the best interest of the brand in front of the uh, the very. I saw some of the things he said to one of his former players, his coach. Uh -huh. uh, I thought it was a necessary move, mm -hmm. <laughs> and to the coach's credit, he didn't seem to lie about it. Uh, obviously, he tried to play it down as best as one could once it discovered that you said something racist. But he ultimately acknowledged that, yeah, I in the moment said some things that this person has said that I said that it is indeed true and everybody followed through and life goes on. And just like Twitter, the Vancouver Canucks uh, head coach is a murderer but yet stays <laughs> in the league. That's, that's how it works, just like Twitter. Wait, OJ's just like Twitter, Twitter and James Woods? James Woods, out of here. Mm. OJ, good. That's just hilarious. Talk, he's just talking fantasy football, Just man. talking fantasy football. Chris got a problem with fantasy football. The civil suit <laughs> proved it. We don't have to say alleged. <laughs> oh, boy. It's fair. All right. Uh, guys, tell your friends about it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. See you then. Peace.